2: everybody i want to welcome you i want to welcome you to the dr pat show this is talk radio to thrive by uh thank you all for tuning us uh, in and turning us on as you have been doing on this particular network for almost 10 years um this year 2013 is our 10th year anniversary and pretty soon we're going to be starting a countdown on that we're planning some very exciting things for later on this year um 10 years i remember somebody saying to me you know it takes about 8 or 9 years of doing radio to really make an impact and i remember when you know this gentleman said this to me back in 2004 and uh, i i'm first of all i'm so glad that uh, i didn't believe that and secondly i never thought when he was saying it that nine years later I'd still be doing this. And so I think what the message is for all of us is, and we've heard this over and over and over again, if you find something you love doing, do it. And this is exactly what's going on here. I have a great team around me, fabulous people that I get to talk with, and all of the listeners, all of you out there that have been sending us emails and telling us what you thought and um, just so many heartfelt stories. I want to thank you so much for all that you do. I'm very, very excited about today's show. You know, today's show is um, it's something very special to me. Uh, and it's something that's special because it reflects my own personal healing journey in so many ways. You know, today I get to chat with Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, who is joining me here today. The book is called All is Well, Heal Your Body with Medicine, Affirmations, and Intuition. Uh, Louise Hay and um, Dr. Mona have uh, created this book, but it's more than a book. It really is a shift that's going on in the world. It's a shift that's going on for so many people, so many people that are are under the care of their doctors, that have been given a diagnosis, you know, that are learning about what kind of foods we should eat, learning about how to take care of ourselves. But more and more, more importantly, I think we're learning to trust. Yeah, I'm gonna say it, our intuition. You know, today we get to have a chat and find out how intuition plays a giant role in healing on the emotional, the spiritual, the physical, uh, and mental levels uh, dr mona uh, is joining us here today is one of those people who goes and cuts right across science medicine mysticism and much more you know so this is a conversation with someone that has decided to take the journey to step out into the world and live in that place where everything is possible dr mona welcome to the show it's great to have you here hi thank you so much for having me it's great it's been a while since you've been on the show it's great to have you back Um, there's so much that we could talk about right now one of the things I think I want to start with is one of the comments I made uh, in the introduction about the shift that's going on you know we're hearing more and more conversations in what they call the mainstream about intuition about body mind spirit what do you attribute that to People are running out of money.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it's interesting. Years ago in medicine, um, they used to examine a patient, look at the signs of the symptoms, get a differential, you know, that's a list of what could this be, and then try some solutions. In traditional medicine, um, whether it was in China or Native American, A person would also access their intuition, go to dream medicine, elements like that.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Now we're moving away from looking at a patient, listening to what they say, examining their physical exam, and we're throwing them through a scan. Pet scans, spec scans, what the hell are them scans? And it used to be that... In medicine, we said radiologists treat shadows, physicians treat people. Now, they don't do that anymore. They're actually, rather than in a protracted talking about, talking to a patient, we're more interested in the technology. We're more interested in the numbers, the shadows, the scans. And with that comes a lot of money. It's very expensive. People are reduced to numbers and shadows. And as a result, we're losing money. Medicare, Mm -hmm. Medicaid, and all that stuff is running out of money. And plus the fact that for a lot of chronic illnesses, it doesn't work. So people vote with their feet, and people are learning a variety of other ways of complementing or integrating their health care. Because the way that traditional technological medicine is going people are reduced to numbers and scans I am um, recently referred a patient for an evaluation for dementia and it used to be that you did a neuropsychological evaluation and you sat with the, the patient and you looked at how his brain worked when he reasoned certain tasks you don't do that anymore it's considered too long what they do now is they, they send it to a scan Apex, you know how much those cost? Oh, yeah. And then they said yeah. to me, well, what would be, my, my favorite was, well, what would be the, how would it change how you treated this patient? That's my favorite. Well, you know, you might consider that this patient actually has a potential of getting better with Chinese herbs, mindfulness treatment, and everything, but that never comes into the consideration. And so that's why this book is called All is Well. You can heal your body with medicine, intuition, and affirmations because the way that Western medicine is, we're running out of money because technology is more and more expensive and you, you don't have enough money. That's basically, I hate to reduce it to nuts and bolts, but that's why it's driven. And so that's the way it is.
2: Well, you know, isn't it, it's some of the other things that uh, are going on too? It's in, in especially in in light of what you just said, is you know, you go in there and they have to throw every test in the book at you, and isn't the the driving force for that really that if they don't test you for everything, they could be liable to lawsuit. I mean, you know, what I'm trying to say is like we're caught up in a system yeah. that has a lot to do with a lot of things and very little thing, little to do with actually healing.
3: You're, you're right, because the, the answer is is that most people, when they go into that system, they... I keep stopping, first of all, because at the beginning of your show is, you've got to love this, they don't say, hi, and here's Dr. Pat. They say, the views of the presenter in this show are not the views of this station. <laughs> right, right. So it's just, it's fascinating, you know. It is. And those aren't on all shows. They're only on certain shows. So that's just interesting. So it, it immediately puts a sphincter around your mouth. But nonetheless, <laughs> you know what I mean by a sphincter, so you don't get verbally incontinent. Nonetheless, <laughs> as I get a little bit more fluid with my speech after hearing that, statements um yes it's true most people who call me are people who are very frustrated and don't know what's wrong with them but on the other hand they do they go to a physician and they say give me a name and and so they want a name okay and so they they want the doctor or the physicians or the medical center to send them through all these tests but ultimately By the time you get to a uh, a, a, a chronic illness that nobody has been able to name yet, usually in that system they can't fix it. That's the point. So I say to them, after a modicum of amount of testing, okay, like say for a year, two years, three years, that's a modicum for some of these people, you have to understand that the problem you have, you ain't going to die soon because you haven't died yet. So therefore, anything else that they find, they're not going to be able to help you with because they can't name it. This is good news and it's bad news. It's not comforting for you because comforting is you want daddy to say, oh, that's what you have, I'll take care of it. That's what they want. But to me, and I've had a lot of health issues, when it comes to a blur area of we're not sure it could be this, it's easier to get rid of it or put it into remission with Chinese herbs, affirmations, Qigong, a variety of other things. And you're talking to a person who's had surgery, who's on medicine. I do all of it. And so but people want to go into that system and they want a name and they want somebody to make it go poof. Or they do sue. So you're right. It just doesn't always work out that way. It doesn't lead you to healing.
2: Well, I think I think the thing that, you know, I'm struck by with the book, and for those of you out there, uh, the book is All is Well. Heal Your Body with Medicine, Affirmations, and Intuition, Louise Hay, and my special guest, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz. You know, here's what's fascinating about that statement at the beginning of the show. What's fascinating about it is I do 11 hours of live radio a week. I, I own Transformation Talk Radio, and I have over 30 hosts on that network. And one of the things that is so fascinating to me—I've heard that statement on every um, every network I've been on, almost every show I've ever done—and it's never stopped me from saying. I know, I but I it hasn't stopped you. But you have to yeah. understand, I've been on other radio shows.
3: Yes. And that's not on every radio show, but you need to know that though you're used to it because you've built up antibodies against it. Yeah, Yes, that's, okay? what I was just that's say. That's all very lovely. But you don't hear it on other radio shows. So I get interviewed by a lot of people. I got interviewed by Fox Radio. I didn't hear it on Fox Radio. <laughs> so you have to understand that it's just a little funny. It's basically saying, be careful what you say because we've heard her show and a lot of the stuff we say, she says, we're not so sure. The other one that it reminds me of,
2: I watch I all too much TV. i actually seeing that thing as a compliment. I understand. <laughs> I know you think it's a compliment. <laughs> no, but but I I have get you have to understand, me.
3: I've spent a lot of time trying to be yeah. normal. Yes, and I don't really end up being normal. There's a show in the morning. I watch too much TV. It's called Um Kathy Kathy Lee and uh, Hoda. Love and Kathy Lee has a problem with vocal incontinence. She says things that come out of her mouth that are actually very funny. Yes. And when the show first came on, they used to have this tagline underneath. The the um the owners of this show wish to apologize for what Kathy Lee just said, is about to say and will say in the future. <laughs> it <was really> funny. <laughs> and it would just always go underneath when she was, she was saying anything. It's just interesting, like the very thing you're talking about, which is Governmental medicine or government approved medicine or, um, or, you know, mainstream medicine is the tagline at the beginning of your show. That's mm-hmm. just, I just found it interesting, but you understand that I have been successfully treated by mainstream medicine. My spine has been rebuilt. I would have been in a wheelchair. I probably would be dead. So mainstream medicine has its place. It has been extremely helpful for me. Enough that I would actually go and get an MD and a PhD and be a board-certified psychiatrist. I think it's fascinating. It's helped (laughs) me stay awake, not have seizures. A lot of things it doesn't help. And so you have to scotch tape stuff around the edge. And some of the best physicians have told me there's other things you need to do to stop some of these seizures. There's other things you need to do to help these discs in your spine from falling out. These were the best things the physicians told me that they couldn't do to help me that sent me to doing other things to help me make all well. So it forced me to go to an acupuncturist, Chinese herbalist, take up Louise Hay's blue book, heal your body. And that's how I learned to do all the stuff because I wanted to be better. So I'm not anti-medicine. I'm pro-medicine. I I talked to a lot of people on the phone who were like, I don't want to do that. That's not natural. Well, why would you not want to be aware of everything on the buffet? Well,
2: (laughs) and you know, I I love your story because mine is similar. And, uh, and, and it's really fascinating how, how one interprets what I, what I say on air. And I don't know if you heard me say that this is, we're going in our 10th year with the Dr. Yeah, No, I was listening. I was listening to the whole (laughs) thing. I
3: actually went to your website too, but anyway. Yeah.
2: And, and so it's really wonderful for me to be able to sit here and realize that I've come to the place where I'm not afraid to talk about stuff. Let's just call it stuff. Because for 10 years, I've been talking about things like, why is it one of the fastest growing, let's call it disease, is autoimmune disease right now? You know, why is it that we're finding that... Hand sanitizers. That, oh, let's take a break so we can talk about that one when we come back.
3: (laughs) We're going to talk about. Hold on a second while I wash my
2: hands. Go ahead. Wait a minute. Let's take a (laughs) short break so both of us. Or use my Kleenex with antibiotics
3: on it. Go ahead. Let me
2: let me go do that. Let's take a short break so both of us could go wash our hands. And uh, And then get a nice autoimmune illness. I'm not even gonna talk about what we're brushing our teeth with. Let's take a short break everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome to Sisters Talk Radio. Awaken the feminine power that glows in your heart. There are just certain heart-to-heart conversations you can only have with your sisters. The conversations you crave when you need to reconnect. Mona and Savitri explore our feminine power as they look at headline topics and what women are talking about. Join us on Sisters Talk Radio, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern. Only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in to the Michelle Bond Show, Awaken to a New Reality, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern. This call-in show with Vedic astrologer, expert, and holistic health practitioner Michelle Bond will give you insight to a wide range of topics. This hit show provides healthy, empowering knowledge and information and restores your health and well-being through learning the latest complementary and alternative medicine modalities. Visit theMichelleBondShow.com.
2: Everybody, welcome back. It's great to have you on the show. For those of you uh, that want to find out more about us, um, <clears throat> go to thedrpatshow.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. And what I want to say is that uh, we've started to make our change on the website. We've changed the colors. Uh, and we're now starting to, uh, once our server is moved, the, the whole website will change. Uh, my very special guest joining me here today, uh, Dr. Mona Lisa, is uh, somebody that I, I've, I've had the pleasure of talking with several times. The book is All is Well, Heal Your Body with Medicine, Affirmations, and Intuition. Uh, Louise Hay and Dr. Mona have created this. And I want to just tell you guys, for more information about uh, Dr. Mona and everything she's doing, go to her website, drmonalisa.com. And uh, lots of information there. It's great to have you on the show. I mean, before the the break, we were talking about, uh, okay, you know, hand sanitizers and so forth. But it is really, as you said before, there is really a bigger picture around this. And that is we don't know what we don't know. And we don't know the hurdles or the potholes that we're stepping in when we step in. Uh, not to mention learning a whole new way to have a dialogue with all of our physician, physicians. And I want to talk with you about what have you seen in that arena? We were talking about hand sanitizer, But what have you seen change? And how are people moving over those hurdles? Oh. Um,
3: well, um, last year, I was in the hospital. Um, I stopped. I I, I started listing forward seventy degrees. Mm-hmm. I was walking like the Tower of Pisa, but the Tower of Pisa was falling down, and I I lost the ability to walk up and down stairs, let alone to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And I had done Qigong Gong um, with a great guy named Dr. Dean, in uh, Lake Forest, Illinois, and he was wonderful. He works for the Chicago Post, He's fabulous. And it really had gotten me, for four years, fabulous, a burning neuropathy in my hands. But I was really listing forward, and this was really hard. And so, um, you know, um, Mem and Oz, Dr. Oz's family, saw me. They come to Maine for vacation, and they get a lot of their training from Arizona, where that senator got, congressman got hit, shot in the head. Yeah. And they said, you really got to go out there, because you can't be walking around like this is dangerous. You're going to be in a wheelchair. Because, you know, your spine is crumping because I had scoliosis surgery when I was a child. So I went out there very slowly by myself. This is like you do a leap of faith because, you know, I was like one of Jerry's kids, Jerry Lewis Telethon, like kind mm-hmm. of thing. There was nothing that anybody was going to be able to do for me. And so I walk in and the guy tells me, he shows me an X-ray, and he says, there might be able to be something I could do to help you, maybe. But um, you know, I don't have any guarantees. I two seconds I lifted my arm out and I said you're hired and the guy was shocked. Mm. And um he said, Well judging from the fact of your background plus you've been run over by a truck and you've had bilateral invasive breast cancer <laughs> it sounds like you're a kind of person who's very sturdy and bent yeah. through the mill and you'd be able to do this. And this is a kamikaze surgery where you get sawed in half and you get put together again. Mm-hmm. So I put my yeah I, I'm not kidding you. So I put my affairs in order, and I arranged my friends to come. And there's a reason why I'm telling you this. And we went out there February 13th last year, went to the OR, and I bled out. I died. Uh, mm-hmm. I bled out on the table, and they resuscitated me, and they put me back together. And now I walk three inches taller. Mm-hmm. The point of the matter is, is throughout all of that, it wasn't your ordinary hospital stay. It wasn't the way it used to be. There was a rehab center there that was fabulous to help me negotiate some of the pain I was in. And I didn't do any pain meds because I didn't want to, because alcoholism runs in my family. They did these strips, these, these rubber strips, tape that you put on your body. It was really remarkable. And then when I watched the Olympics, I realized that many of the athletes had the same... Trips. And they all started talking about in the news, what are those strips that people are wearing? They said, oh, this is this new form of alternative medicine that people do for pain. They had it in the hospital. They had it at the Rehab Institute. I had it during my admission. Are you following me? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was absolutely, it made it into the hospital before the Olympics. And then, And then I was there and pastoral counseling came in. And it was a born again Christian woman and I expected because you know the I word, you know the thing that they said at the beginning of your show. Yeah. That, that she would, you know, castigate me because I am intuition and many people who are born again Christian thinks that intuition is of the devil. She came in a second time and I said, did you, do you know what I do for a living? And she said, oh yeah, I know. And I said, cause I opened myself up to any kind of healing because once you have a life threatening illness, you have to. Ask yourself, am I going in the right path? So you ask anybody. So you look for spiritual healing in a hospital, yes, and you want to know whether they're just going to give you the long, old, old-fashioned healing, right? Or they're going to give you transcendent, like what we're talking about. Right. And I said, do you think I'm going in the wrong direction? And she said, no. I said, how can you say that? You're a charismatic born again Christian. And she said, I Facebook. She looked me up on Facebook. He's <laughs> she said, I looked you up on Facebook, and it says, it's obvious that no matter what happens to you, you don't lose faith. You gain it, and that inspires people. So my point to you is, yes, hospitals have changed. In the hospital, I got complementary medicine treatment. I had things that people are using Outside of the hospital, they are incorporating it into the hospital. I had spirituality that's not traditional. It was fabulous. I had a wonderful experience. In the worst of times, I was in the ICU for two and a half weeks, and I was in the hospital for four. But it was fabulous. Difficult? It was fabulous. So, yes, it's different. And, yes, it is. In the hospital, they are combining it, complementary and integrative. That's
2: my experience. Well, and you, and you, and it's really, for me, it's so wonderful to hear you share that story. Thank you so much for talking about that. Um, because I think there are those of us that are out in the world that will go to places, uh, you know, places that don't have the kind of support system we have here, and we'll talk about, you know, body, mind, and spirit. We'll talk about the sense of intuition to other folks, our friends, and our family. To at least give them an option to look at, you know, one of the things that, that I was really wonderfully struck by in the book is, you know, first of all, the self-assessment quiz is for everybody to take. Uh, that, that is, that is like, that is like a go-to thing for people in the book. And I love that you started the book like that. And part of this is you're talking about Emotions, And I want to have a conversation about emotions and intuition with you for a minute. Because until recently, emotions had to be left at the door. We, You know the old story, when you come into work, your boss would say to you, you know what, you can come into work, but leave your baggage at the door. No emotions in here. Uh, and now we have um, a society in corporate America, people walking around with, with deep levels of resentment, anger, and fear. And so the question I want to ask you and talk about when we come back from break is, you know, why is it that more and more people or how are they discovering their own intuition? Because they are, you know, and what is it about intuition and emotion that gives people answers to questions that they're not even sure how to ask? Let's take a short break. Uh, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz joining us here today. Great book, everybody. All is well. Heal Your Body with Medicine, Affirmations, and Intuition. When we come back, we're going to be talking about this thing called emotions. What are they, and how do they help us? How do they help us understand that fifth, sixth sense that's going on? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show.
0: Tune in each Tuesday at 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com for Quantum Techniques Talk Radio. Bring healing to chaos. This hit show will empower you to take charge of your own healing and take back your life. You'll be reminded of your innate connection to the divine through the teachings of world-renowned healing practitioners who will provide the tools necessary to discover how to heal yourself and others. Did you know you can even prevent disease? Absolutely. Get ready to invoke the miracle of self-healing physical or non-physical causes of stress, pain, and illness. Discover toxins, pathogens, structural issues, trauma, emotions, relationships, generational issues, spiritual problems, and wrong beliefs blocking you from living a phenomenal life. Break free from the chaos and take charge of your own healing. Visit QuantumTechniques.com for more information. Do you yearn for a more passionate, dream-filled life? Here's
3: Linda Joy, founder of Aspire Magazine, and she has a gift for you. Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners.
0: To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary, and live an inspired life. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in each Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern for Blue Heron Wisdom Radio with Laura Longley, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Check out Blue Heron Wisdom Radio with Laura Longley on TTRnetwork.com.
2: everybody. Welcome back to the show. Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz joining me here today. Hey, if you want to get uh, some information about her, her Intuition Academy, uh, her online classes, her Medical Intuition uh, of Illness class series, go to the website, uh, drmonalisa.com. Lots of information on here. Um, one of the things that you can also do is you can go to the website, find out what her classes are all about, and uh, books, newsletter, TV, radio, all of the above right there. Uh, what we're talking about today is all is well. Heal your body with medicine, affirmations, and intuition. Louise Hay and Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz joining me here today for the conversation. I, I thank you again for uh, for coming on the show. Thank you so much for, for joining you. me here today. What was
3: interesting is, we, were, you know, it's not like she goes and brushes her teeth during the interim we talk. We did. One of the things you're talking about was um, other guests that you've had on yeah. and how the world has changed and how people don't think that um, affirmations are mumbo-jumbo anymore. And that's actually one of the reasons why I wrote the book. And the reason is it's because before when I had um, serious epileptic problems, um mm-hmm. One of the medicines was wiping out my bone marrow, and so I couldn't take it anymore. And so I was having a real problems staying awake. And so I went to a bookstore, and Louise's book fell out. And it bothered me that it worked. And this lady, blonde, model-like woman, had these sayings that if you said them over and over again, they somehow made your brain change and your body better. And this stuck with me. And I noticed that other people found them helpful. And all the years through the B.A., at Brown, the M.D., and the Ph.D., Ph.D. in brain anatomy i wanted to know why it worked and so i studied the anatomy of emotion and louise even though she sits in a room and she observes like a scientist people's problems health problems and then what emotional patterns tend to be associated with them and then the antidote to them which she calls an affirmation if you look at science there are predictable changes in our bodies with each emotion fear anger sadness love and joy fear makes your body the the muscles or the cells shake anger makes things tense down and sadness makes things droop that's a basic quick and dirty way of explaining it and joy makes things expand and love makes things expand but anyway when you look at her affirmations not only are they consistent with what we know about the science of emotion, but they're also consistent about what we know with the literature and illness. So even though Louise, with the blonde hair and the model physique, sits in the room in, I don't know, Santa Fe or wherever she was in California, and tabulated this book, it actually matches what we know in science. And so that's why I wanted to write this book, was that, There is a scientific basis behind affirmations, and now much of cognitive behavioral therapy, or what Beck, the father of cognitive behavioral therapy, calls cognitive schema, are actually affirmations. So you can really now get cognitive behavioral therapy, but you can buff it up using affirmations. In essence, there are many similarities between the two of them. That's why I did the book.
2: I, I love that you did it for that reason because, you know, like you, uh, there was only one affirmation I could get out of my mouth at the time that I was at my worst, and that was thank you, God. And, and I said it over and over and over again. It was the first that I could get out at that point in time. And then I moved to other things and uh, other things about, you know, who I am. You know, I am the I am of perfect health, and so forth and so on. And like you discovered, I discovered the same thing. After a while, I didn't stop and think, oh, I have to say my affirmations. I just walk around like I'm talking to somebody, right? People, You know, the people that in the office, they look at me, they're like, oh, there there she goes. There she's doing. You know, at first, they think you're talking to yourself, which maybe you are. So you used gratitude is love. Yep. yep, And gratitude, see, this is how
3: I went through all of them, because, you know, I'm going to be a scientist. (laughs) I'm going to pick, 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 pick. Gratitude (laughs) is love. And not only do you love what you've created in your life, but you've also loved what your higher power, God, whatever you believe in, Mm -hmm. has brought in. So in essence... That is the seventh center affirmation for life-threatening, life-stopping illness. So for whatever health problem you had, <laughs> must have been life-threatening, life-stopping. And so that is actually the antidote. Because instead of saying, oh, woe is me, isn't this crappy, you say, Thank you. And if you look at, and this is just what I do at the start, when one of the health crisis, I started reading the Torah, the Talmud, and the Zohar, even though I am, of course, Catholic. Yes. (laughs) And one of the, just the way it works, in Hebrew, actually. And one of the things that you read is, this is good, too. Everything is good. Even if it's bad, it's good. Because it's about being gratitude and finding the good in everything. And what you're doing is actually doing an affirmation all the time, sending joy and love to yourself saying, I co-created this, this, there has to be good in this, there has to be good in this, I love myself just the way I am, and I love that God, my higher power has created this, this is good, this is gratitude, thank you, it's amazing, it's a great affirmation, you don't have to use the ones in the book, but you're importing love, gratitude, which is opiates, which pumps up your immune system and makes it more likely to keep at bay viruses, bacteria, in the environment. It's a great immunoglobulin, immune system booster.
2: Well, one of the things that um, I've been, and by the way, just so you know, Louise Hayes, well, actually several of Louise Hayes' books, these were the first books that I was given years ago when I thought all of this was just crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah, that was me. That was me, you know. I, I I was I was probably the world's greatest skeptic in so many areas, and and I'm grateful that I am because you know you and I get to have a really honest, authentic conversation about where we were, where we are, and perhaps you know what our vision is in, in terms of where we're going. Because I've never give up, given up hope around my own life and you haven't either. I mean, it's fascinating that folks look at, at your story and your journey and your resilience and they're inspired by that, Dr. Mona. I mean, people are inspired by that and inspired by Louise Hayes story and inspired by some of the things that I've shared with folks being homeless at 17. You know, they don't, they want to hear that they're talking to people that if one of them said to me, you f- I feel your pain, Dr. Pat, and guess what? You feel mine. I thought that was interesting because, yeah. you know, we're talking about feelings. And I think we have been so hungry to talk about feelings for so long yeah. that we're learning this. And don't you address this in the book about the feeling centers, the you know, the intuition centers? So A lot what is of people the- get mad at me because they say those are chakras they're not
3: emotional centers well actually wow people talk i know you know people like to throw tomatoes at me i don't know why there's a tomato receptor i get it but um (laughs) you know there's energy okay and then in a different realm emotions about your family go to your immune system first center emotions about relationship and money go to the second center and so on and so whether it's energy or emotions you know Einstein said that E equals MC squared energy is matter convertible so it, it doesn't matter which way you are but given that I'm a psychiatrist what am I going to talk about energy or emotions emotions er, of course but getting back to your thing about hopeless I don't know I have been I have been hopeless uh, you know I it, you have your moments. I, I think yeah. it's interesting. You too were. Um, yeah. I never call myself homeless. I did say well, that I slept in churches for three months. Well, you <laughs> know, I decided to Boston, name it.
2: I lived in churches. Yeah, I decided to name it, and the reason I decided, and, and honestly, it's only recently that I decided to talk about this. A couple of years ago, when we launched Call to Connection, I decided to name it because I've been so ashamed of it. Where did you live when you were homeless? New Jersey. Was- See, I stayed homeless in I New went, Jersey. So did you you live on the street? I lived in my car and I lived on the street and uh, until my car didn't have any gas. And I was sitting in a parking lot across from the Greenbrook Motel. And all I did was look up. I looked up and I saw the sign flashing uh-huh. and I drove my car around Route 22, pulled in a mess, a mess and said to the guy, I need a room. I have no place to stay. I will pay you back. I, I, and the, I have to tell you, Dr. Monet, the guy turned around, grabbed the key, turned back, handed me the key, never said two words to me. Oh, the I, precious thing. I was bawling my eyes out. Oh. I was a mess. And I said, I will pay you back. Now, I had, I had a strong work ethic. I was working three jobs, but I didn't have a place to stay. I mean, you know, you get thrown out of your house. You don't have a place to stay. But you you had you had
3: a car. See, I had epileptic. I and didn't God. have a car. So, you know, it's interesting. You go to I the chakra it. that you feel comfortable. You went to a, you know, a place, a building. I went to a church. Yes. <laughs> yes. I always felt safest with God and with people. Thus, oh, the orthopedic that's... problems. I, I lived in a church for three months until the pastor caught me
2: oh that's I, funny that's i know
3: well, hey and so i never considered a homeless because i always had a home with god isn't that pathetic mm-hmm. i mean well, it's not pathetic but uh, you, you're very um survival very grounded and that actually is good because you're able to interact with somebody and actually get what you need i just interacted with god <laughs> you know what i mean so it's interesting how you, you did that
2: well, um, it's funny. But, Both of us grew up Catholic, and I never thought to go into a church. Well, you know what you do? See, not, this is how – but it doesn't matter. Right. This is resilience. Yes. Is, <laughs> I'm going to
3: tell you. And this is why when people say, oh, my kid is sleeping in my in his bedroom until he's 26, I'm like, oh, my God. He's not learning this. See, everybody has to learn this. Necessity is the mother of invention, yeah, so, so I had, I have epilepsy and narcolepsy, so I fall asleep all the time, which actually can be quite adaptive because it saves time. So I get out of work at the lab, and then I take the bus down to Watertown in Boston, and then I go into the church and I'd hide in the Bible room, the Bible <laughs> store. And they'd have an, I'm just telling you, they'd have an AA meeting going on. I'd lean my head against the wall and I'd pass out, I'd fall asleep because that's what I did the best, I'd fall asleep, save time. I'd wake up around 9 p.m., and they'd be locked the door to the church, which means it's safe. I'd be locked in. And then I'd wake up, and, you know, I'd wash myself in the sink in the bathroom. I'd go in and, see, I don't have as much ethic as you do. I'd steal the graham crackers and the apple juice from the um, from the kids' uh, daycare center, and that was my meal. And then, I, you know, in the morning, I'd go back to sleep, pass out, wake up, and do the same thing. Did it for three months, and so I woke up one day. And I'm looking right out there, and there's the minister going, you can't stay here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but my point is necessity is the mother of invention. invention. Right. And that's resilience, and resilience is is help, helps you heal. But I'm not going to say that I wasn't hopeless at times, and that's where faith is. And that's that gratitude thing is that this, too, will be good. Something you have to may find something good about it. And that will get you through, but it's not easy. I'm not going to say it's easy. Wasn't yucks yep, all the time.
2: Well, I, what, I'm telling you, it's not easy. I, I mean, you and I can sit here and talk about it. We could laugh about it a little bit. You know, we can do those things and 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 know that we could do that because we know what it's like to be at the bottom no, and know. to know what it's like to be scared to death. Um, and that's why you and I get to have this conversation because y- you know people want to know. That given everything that you've done, been through, what doctors would call you, you know, you have been called to shine, as I like to say. And the light shines around a lot of people. Um, one of the things I wanted to to ask you about uh, is, and we're going to skip this break. I want to talk about intuition and what what it is. We now, as a, a species, people, humanity, what are we now to learn? About our intuition you know because I know that intuition saved my life a lot of times but I wanted you to talk about it in the context of this book well intuition is a normal byproduct
3: of our brain and body you don't need uh, uh you know a uh, Ouija board you don't need tarot cards we now know that it's a byproduct of the area in your brain for empathy an area in your brain that's connected to your body an area that's more connected to your right brain for emotion and empathy so the more you access those areas that actually come out and some people more enduring dreaming it helps you make correct decisions with insufficient information every day in your life you try to get information on the web you try to get logical information in books newspaper not anymore on the web whatever But ultimately You don't, you have to go by this other feeling, emotion, empathy, gut. And I had somebody call me today with a feeling Uh that her husband was hurting her kids. Oh. And she had these visions. And I said, a vision, quote Barbara Streisand, just like anybody from New York, Uh a vision is just a vision if it stays in your head. Mm -hmm. you've got to get logic and fact to support it otherwise it's just a hunch it's just intuition so we need to balance our right brain emotion and intuition with our left brain logic and so in this information age where more information is not better intuition is more important than ever and I actually teach people how to access it whether it's through Clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, um, through dreams, through areas in your body—all of these areas will let you know when something in your life or the life of someone near you is out of balance.
2: I don't think that I don't think that we were given a brain. <laughs> Here we go. I don't think that we were given a brain uh, and given the skill of intuition and given emotions you know and given given the gift of spirituality to pick one and so i love what you're saying about integrating it because that's the way i think most of us operate you know the question i think that um that i had and that i think you address in the book is you know when you get that hit let's just call it a hit for me i've had to find the courage to believe it and and i wanted to ask you is is that one of the greatest challenges people have when they when yeah you hear everybody say you know i had a hunch you know dr mona i i had a hunch that's why i didn't step out in front of that truck um but you know i didn't get on that plane and so what would be your message to folks around the best way that they can integrate these energies well in the Torah, <laughs> they say that wisdom comes from
3: all places. Mm. And a wise man is a fool if he only thinks that it, seemingly intelligent people are where the wisdom is. And so I listen everywhere. If I'm talking to someone and a dog starts barking, I go, the dog agrees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But she knows. If I'm being interviewed, and I'm talking about something that's serious, and the woman's going, no, it's not that serious. And all of a sudden, Woo! Woo! I go, and the alarm agrees. That's Jung. The environment is a symbolism of our unconscious. I will use anything to illustrate a point. However, in a lab that I once worked in, there was a guy who was a hockey guy, and he wasn't the most psychologically astute person. He had was missing a tooth, and I'm sure he got hit in the head with many too many hockey pucks but he has great wisdom in this phrase you can't win unless you shoot the puck mm. <laughs> and the thing is is it's sometimes you open your mouth and you take a chance and you try to say it at the right time to the right person at the right amount of intensity what you know intuitively you say it in a certain way that won't offend and either it works or it doesn't and then you step away and that's it And either you're right or you're wrong, and you don't get attached to the results, just like anything else. You can be wrong. And you just say, you know what? I was wrong. I meant no offense. That's it. I've done lots of readings where I've said something like, you work really hard. I see your partner taking the money and running. Mm. And the person goes, no, no, no. My husband's wonderful. He sits at home all the time. He's retired. What age did he retire? 42. What does he do all day? He, he works on the web. He does day trading. Well, I don't know what that is, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I said, well, you know, and she, she didn't listen. So I just said, you know what? You're one of those people I can't help. I wish you good luck. Doesn't yeah. matter. You're either right, you're wrong. That's it. You don't get attached like anything else and and i don't know if i'm right or wrong i do the best i can and <clears throat> you wait for additional information to support or refute your problem years later in this particular situation i was right other ways i never know if i'm wrong she called me up and said you know what you're right <clears throat> my husband was gambling away all of our retirement on day trading now what do i do oh,
2: wow. in
3: that situation you can't sit there and be attached and pummel people with what you think you're right or not. That's not the point of intuition. Intuition is not meant to take a shortcut through relationships. You're not a higher power for someone. You can't prevent someone suffering. You have to know other people are, have a higher power in you in it. Intuition is a wrinkle where sometimes you might get a little peer into the future suffering of a loved one. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean you are God. That person's higher power, and you are going to prevent it. And yeah. that is the pain of it. You have yeah. to have humility yeah. to know what you should do and what to not. And that's you know basically codependent treatment. But nonetheless, that is a quick and dirty um, illustration of what intuition is and what intuition isn't.
2: Yeah, I'm so glad you said that, Um, because, you, you know, it really is a place of humility. And I, t- I totally get what you're talking about. I had a very simple scenario where I said to a friend of mine, I said, you know what, do not get in, in, into a relationship with that person. <laughs> and she turned around to me and said, why? I, and my answer was, it's not gonna, I just, I'm telling you, I, it's not a good energy. There's something there that's not going to work for you. And but you know it was hard to step away from that. And you know where did I get that from? By the way, I mean you know where did that come know. from? You don't know. And you I don't know. I don't know. You, you don't, don't know. And the thing is, is that I don't know. It's, it's it's a difficult
3: situation. On the other hand, you can't take a shortcut through that person's psyche experience. No, you can't. They have to have free choice in making right. the decisions. And yeah. then you do an affirmation. It's a great affirmation for breast because breast problems, and I know this one because I have breast cancer, is overmothering, oversmothering. over-smothering. People have a right to make mistakes and experience their life in the way they need to. <laughs> yes. going, let me repeat, as needed. <laughs> so, in other words, you experience someone else's future suffering. Yep. You can try to prevent it, but they have a right to live their life in any yep. way that they want. So, oh, for yeah. example, let me give you an example. Suppose I was your mother. Yeah. And I said, "Don't do that. You're going to be en- you're going to end up in a car, homeless by the river. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be homeless in a car by a river. And you're like, Ma, don't tell me how to live my life. But you're going to end up homeless in a car by the river. The thing is, you need that story. You needed that story. You need that experience. Totally. And so, God forbid for me, get out of the way." So no. I have to learn to observe, describe. This is a mindful experience in DBT. Observe, describe. Allow you deliver the information in a loving, empathic way. I don't know if that's the best decision, but I love you the way you are, uh-huh. and I will support you, even though I don't want you in a car by the river. Right? Exactly. <laughs> and then you leave them alone. Exactly. exactly. Hard. Right. This is why I tied my tubes when I was thirty-six. Ugh.
2: Well, it is hard, but, you know, I think the thing is that what you're talking about is so important. Um, It is hard, and I did just that, by the way. I did just that. And the end result is, yeah, the person was a borderline psychopath, narcissistic personality disorder, and my friend ended up really in trouble. Okay, but you understand You can't. So what's no. the alternative? Tie her up, keep her in no, your back yeah, no, until no, the guy yeah, dies? It <laughs> wouldn't work. Honestly, none of that would have worked. And I'm really right. clear about that. And I think that really is what what you're talking about. You know, for me, the thing that I've learned um, and, and what you're talking about here is humility is a state of grace. Yeah. It's a state of grace. And you can't determine I, someone's future. Yeah, and and, yeah, and and I learned that about myself as well. Um, thank you so much for joining me here today. Oh, thank uh, you for having me. It, it's show. been great. It's been great to to chat with you. I hope you'll come back. Oh, I'll come back. Um, if you ever do live call-ins, I'd love to do live call-ins. I would like I would like to have Linda schedule you for that. I have an amazing live call-in show, and um, boy, you will, you will have to have seatbelts in the chair. Oh yeah, for both of us. I'm gonna get, well, let's do it. Thank you, Dr. Moon. Thank At you, for Linda. Joining. Call it up. Thank you so much. You have a nice day. I want to thank all of you out there for tuning us in, turning us on. And remember, boy, I'll tell you, this is a great book. All is well. Louise Hay, Dr. Mona Lisa Schultz, everybody. Uh, Go to DrMonaLisa.com if you want to find out lots of information. And step forward and trust yourself. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show.
4: Thank you for joining us today for The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. The Dr. Pat Show can be heard live every Thursday at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific on VoiceAmerica.com. And Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. on KKNW, a.m. 1150. So join Dr. Pat live or listen 24-7 at www.thedrpatshow.com.
0: I've heard people say that too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But I don't know about that. Love is officially in the air. Transformation Talk Radio and the Dr. Pat Show is showing you love all year long, not just for Valentine's Day. Dr. Pat, known for her pay-it-forward manifesto, is now joined by the hosts on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm in love, baby, with Transformation Talk Radio. Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Amazing host, incredible guest. Get your groove on. Feel the love, be the